Good afternoon and welcome to the channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A shortened holiday trade for a Friday. Of course, markets did close at noon. And I, I made the comment about it would have been nice utilizing a shortened holiday day to put some green on the screen. The only ones that had green on the screen happened to be the oats and the rough rice, two commodities we don't talk enough about, I guess, if they're the only ones with positive. Jeff Peterson's going to join us today. Jeff, of course, is with Heartland Farm Partners. And you and I were just joking, oats knows. So I'm hoping a little green with the oats might mean some green coming up on the screen for the rest of the markets. Well, we could we could definitely hope, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And as we uh, jump into what we're seeing, what did you think of corn and beans today? Yeah, it's always interesting on this Friday trade. You know, trade is very light. We have to kind of keep in mind that the, the funds are still, uh, you know, they're long. They're long on the soybean side. They're short on the corn side, short on the wheat side. And overall, at this time of year, you know, you can have this market move around a lot on Friday, and that's not necessarily indicative of where the market's going to go. But, you know, today's trade, uh, down five, uh, down on the uh, December 2023 corn. December 2024 was down three and a half. Soybeans had more pressure, down 26 and a quarter on the, uh, or on the January 24 soybeans, and then the November 24 soybeans were down 22, Susan. So as we look at that, what do you think that means um, for the market this week? Because it just was a real big struggle for corn and beans, especially the soybean complex this week. Yeah, it, it really has been. And there's really kind of something for some everybody out there. So if we if we kind of dig in and look at where we're at for the week, we're down three and a quarter cents on December 23 corn, down a penny and a quarter on December 24 corn. So not, you know, not too bad um, on the negative side. Uh, beans did have a little more pressure on them, but it came right here at the end of the week. Uh, the January 24 beans down 10 for the week, and on the November 24, they're holding up better, only down about four. But if we just kind of sit back and look at what's going on in here, you know, the market's trying to assess, you know, what's uh, what South American weather going to look like. It's also trying to keep a close eye on what's going on with the Israel-Hamas uh, war, and in particular the ceasefire, and how does that all go through. The market's just kind of searching, and, and no one's really wanting to take a definitive direction right now, Susan. So where do we go forward? I mean, you can only go back so far without hopefully yeah. getting a reaction. Yeah, exactly. So let's dig in. Some of those main factors at the market, I, I, that's where I like to start. And especially now as we're getting into the, the holiday season in here, you know, we came through Thanksgiving, so we'll thank God for all the blessings that he gave us. Now we look forward to uh, the Christmas season. But digging in here, the market's going to be focused on South American weather, no doubt about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. It's going to be watching that crude oil market and, and how it's trading. It's going to be keeping a close eye on demand and seeing, you know, are we getting some better demand in the U.S.? How does our domestic demand look? And then how our export demand looks? And those are kind of some of the main things that the market's going to be looking at going forward, Susan. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit. What type of impact could we see from crude oil? Yeah, crude oil, you know, it's that type of one, uh, especially as we go forward here, you know, it's it's a, an important energy component. It didn't always used to be that case. If we were sitting here talking 30 years ago, we'd have said, how do we determine what corn and soybeans are worth? We'd said, well, what, what are they worth for food? What are they worth for feed? And we know that really ever since we started having renewable energy, we have to talk about, well, but what are they worth when we turn them into energy, into ethanol and into renewable diesel and, and biodiesel? And and in crude oil, so that crude oil does have a big impact. As we dig into crude oil, if we go all the way back to the 20th October, you know, that market was up at 
And then from there, all the way back down to November 16th. So in almost a month, you know, went all the way back down to 72.37. And then it's tried to rebound a little bit, but you know, there really just hasn't been anything out there. Uh, supplies are good enough. And from the geopolitical risk side of, of what's coming on out of the Middle East, there hasn't been anything right now in a big enough uncertainty to cause that market to rally higher. So in order for us to get more out of, I'd say, both the corn and soybean market coming forward, you know, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a tailwind from that crude oil market, because right now we've kind of considered a slightly headwind against us. Now, speaking of winds, I know there's many folks in South America that like to see those winds bring them some moisture or dry out. Uh, the fields have had too much. What are we seeing when it comes to South American weather? Yeah, it's such an important time. You know, right now, if you dig in and take a look kind of where they're at, they're about, uh, you know, about 62% planted on the soybean side. Normally for this time of year, we'd expect to see them probably about 80% planted. And there's been a lot of talk about what that means for Safrina corn. Now, one thing I would say is the rains that were forecasted to come in, um, they've kind of underperformed a little bit. And as a result, I think uh, the market is probably underplaying that a little bit because it is extremely dry down there. And when I say underperformed, underperformed in regard to the quantity and also the coverage levels overall. Now, as we go forward, it isn't that they're without rain, it's just that they aren't picking up enough rain. But then you move to the very southeast corner of Brazil and you go down to Paraná and Santa Catarina um, and even Rio Grande do Sol, and you know, they're still continuing to pick up too much rain. But what everybody's eyeing out there, because you know we've had some rains come in and the big question on everybody's mind is that, is this just some rains fronts or are we seeing finally the monsoons kick in, finally seeing a pattern change in here because we would expect to be seeing heavier rains as we move into December. It's not uncommon for us to see 10, maybe even 12 inches of rain happening in central Brazil. So you're two to three inches a week. That's just kind of the normal. Now, as you get out mid-December, there are some people talking on some of the weather models that we have to have for we can see a pattern change. And that's what the market's going to be focused on. But I think the, where the market's at right now, though, Susan, they're going to before they get and put too much pressure on these markets, they're gonna make sure we actually see that type of pattern change happen. Because down the road, it could mean some big changes in regard to production on that safrina corn crop. Yeah, very much so. It'll be interesting to see what those weather changes mean for our weather here as well. We've got a lot more to dive into as we get ready for the second half of today's Channel Final Bell. Again, just a reminder, markets did close early today. So you happened to glance at the numbers and wondered why. That is exactly why you saw those closures. We'll come back talk about what's going on in the Mississippi River and a whole lot more. Second half around the corner of the Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As our conversation continues on this Friday with Jeff Peterson, Jeff again is with Heartland Farm Partners. So the Mississippi River, I grew up right near the Mississippi River. I understood, you know, the important role that it played. And boy, the the water levels and they continue to drop, Jeff, has got some concern what it means to barge movement. Now the fact that winter's here, that's going to have an effect as well as things start to ice over. It, it definitely did, and, and it still does. And if we dig in and kind of look at it, so we like to watch those water levels, Mississippi, or uh, excuse me, Memphis South. And uh, in that particular area, we saw it kind of bottom out just a little bit below 12 feet below what to consider that low level. And then the market uh, you know, looked at that and said, okay, that's, that's hurting us because it's making barges, you know, we aren't able to put as much on the barge. Barge freight is more expensive. That means when 
we start offering out bushels, whether it be corn, beans, or wheat at the golf uh, as a result of barge freight being higher, you know, we're not as competitive. And, and then um, we go back to Mississippi River levels, and what we ended up seeing is the levels got all the way, you know, had some rain that passed through the area and got to about minus 4.8 feet. Um, and, and ultimately, as, as currently, well, let me, t- let me take a step back. That minus 4.8 is where we expect to see that uh, area um, in Memphis on November 29th. Currently, we're setting at nine and a half feet. So we've got some, you know, some improvement that looks like we're going to have based on weather forecasts coming in. And, that, and that'll be good because we're reaching a point where that will make it so that the barge levels uh, on the freight side will be reduced. You know, as we see a little improvement here, it allows us to offer out cheaper uh, levels relative to where we would have been before because of the freight where we're at. And we're also at a point in time in here where where we're very competitive on ultimately on corn and soybeans on the export side in comparison to Brazil. So if there's really some demand to be had out there, we're in a very good position to be able to start picking up on more of that demand, Susan. So as we look beyond the Mississippi River and you talk demand, where are we for corn and soybeans at this point here in the States? Yeah, let's dig in and look at that. You know, on the ethanol side, we'd had an ethanol report. EIA would have put out numbers on on Wednesday talking about that. Now, our production numbers were down 1.7% from where we would have been a year ago, but year-to-date numbers look good, and that's starting since uh, September 1st. We're up about 4.8%. USDA almost has us up about 2.9%. So overall, right now, we're overperforming on the ethanol. Now, ethanol margins are not great, but they're probably good enough to keep us chugging along with these levels. Then we dig in and we look at, well, what's going on with the ethanol stocks itself? Well, ethanol stocks are down about 5.2% compared to where we were last year. So what that's telling us is not only uh, do we have uh, a good amount of corn that's getting converted to ethanol, but we're also getting it blended into the fuel supply. So that's very positive. Then we move over and look at the export side. And in particular, we had export inspections numbers out earlier this week. And then on corn since September 1st, you know, corn's up about 23.8% compared to where we would have been last year at this time. Now, we need to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, USDA has us being up on the exports about 24.9%. But the thing to keep in mind is we've had tremendous competition from South America. And now we're finally at a point where we're more competitive and actually we're probably 50 to 75 cents a bushel cheaper than what uh, at the FOB level where we offer it out at. You know, whether it be out of the Gulf or the PNW than what uh, South America is. Now we're on the soybean side year to date. We're down about 8.3% on the inspections, and the inspections would be what we're shipping out. And USDA says we're going to be down about 11.9%. And what we've been seeing is we have seen some better export numbers. We've seen some better export sales. We know we need to get more export sales on the books, but I, but I believe we will going forward, Susan. What about for basis? Yeah, basis levels are holding in really well. And as we look at it, uh, the drivers is going to be, you know, anything that's an end user, such as on the corn side, the ethanol plants, as we've been right in here around Thanksgiving, we've seen some very nice pushes for quick ships. If you can get stuff moved in before Thanksgiving or even, you know, stuff moved in here by uh, today, uh, you know, they really want those bushels. And I think we'll keep that basis firm going forward because the cash price that the farmer's looking at is, you know, not 
not high enough that anybody's really too excited about moving it. Over on the soybean side, you know, we're seeing some good numbers there too. The uh, the crush facilities are holding basis very strong at this point, you know, relative to, to where we've, uh, you know, we've been. And, and they, yeah, they're holding in well there. So that's, that's how our basis levels are looking, Susan. All right. Before we wrap this up, what about your uh, grain marketing plan moving forward? Yeah, so a few things that we're watching there. If a ber- if a person has some, say, some bushels in you know in town in the elevator on the bean side, we're getting really close to converting if they're on storage, converting those over to a basis contract so we could stop storage. And then um, on the bushels on the farm, we currently do not want to do anything yet. Yeah, we think we'll see some better prices down the road. Sort of. All right, best way for folks to get a hold of you, Jeff. Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on X, which is formerly Twitter, at JeffPeterson01. And that is the Channel Final Bell being brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professional right here on the Rural Radio Network.